Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. We live in a world that encourages expression, confidence and communication. All of these things can be challenging for a shy child. So how can we help shy children navigate the world around them? Dr. Kimberly O'Brien is the Principal Child Psychologist at the Quirky Kid Clinic. Hi, Kimberly. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. I'm really good. How would you describe shyness? So I guess it's a little bit like being an introvert, but it's not as extreme as being like, um, you know, being diagnosed with social anxiety. So it's kind of just in the middle there, usually kids that are shy and adults that are shy are quite socially aware and maybe a little bit cautious. So they tend to take a long time to warm up. That's pretty much your, your shy child. And would you describe it? I mean, when you s- say it like that, it sounds like a personality trait to uh-huh. me. Is It's not something you'd want to cure, is it? Well, it kind of just depends on the person. So, you know, when it comes to being an introvert, like I consider myself an introvert and I love some of those qualities related to being an introvert. Like I love to read and kind of charge, you know, in my on my own terms when I'm you know, needing some space. Um, but then I'm, if I'm in a social kind of situation, um, I want to be in the middle of it as well. So I think shy kids, from what I've um, seen, Um, practicing for the last two decades is that often they'll come to the clinic because they want to be more engaged at parties or sometimes they're quite avoidant about going into parties and things like that. So when it becomes a problem or a challenge for the child, we're happy to help them through. And there's definitely some steps you can take to make that easier. Okay, well, let's talk about that. Um, Maybe it's easier if we do it in a situational sense. If you have a child who birthday parties. That's a huge thing, isn't it? If a child is shy and finds going to birthday parties difficult, how would you suggest a parent deal with that situation? So I usually suggest like desensitizing the child by doing like a drive-by before the party. So a little bit of preparation. You could even do a walk-by. You could try and boost the child's curiosity by saying, let's go and have a look inside or let's find out, say, if it's at a trampoline park or something, like how do you register? And you know, can the parents walk in? So you're kind of just researching the whole experience for the child before the event. And then on the day of the event, trying to arrive earlier so that, you know, that there's no time pressure. Um, Definitely not putting pressure on the child to get in the middle of things before they feel ready. So almost like circling around something that's of interest. So you might go to the bathrooms first, go and get a drink of water, take your time until your body starts to feel like this is kind of fun. I can cope with this. And that generally happens with shy kids. Um, yeah. So it's kind of like from spiraling from the outside and moving into a place where they're comfortable, but not pushing them through that process. And one thing that you will hear parents say to a child who might be hiding behind their leg, they might be like, oh, come on, go and say hello. You can say hello to so-and-so, like, especially when it's an adult relating to a child and the child just wants to hide behind their parents and the parents like really embarrassed, like, go on, talk to them. Yes. Looking at it from the child's perspective, how, what is actually happening in that situation and, and how should parents deal with that? It's a good question. So usually their early warning signs are going off. So they're feeling like it's, it's not a safe situation and they don't feel comfortable like taking that step forward or, 
you know, giving that person a kiss or a cuddle. So um, for that young person, it's better to just give them space and give them something that they might find comfortable, like um, not an iPad, but just something like it could be that they have a book or a prop or something that they can bring along and feel like they can refer to that if they're feeling a bit confronted by eye contact. Um, yeah, and also like standing alongside the child rather than f- sort of facing front on, which can be a little bit confronting. So kind of moving alongside, you're working as a team and engaging their senses as well. Like, oh, that's nice music or mm, something smells good, you know, so kind of just uh, acclimatising them to that environment. Is it something that adults probably need to be a bit more conscious of? Like we were taught when we were growing up that we it was polite to greet our elders, to say hello, to shake hands, whatever that might be. Do you think that's still the right way to approach it when we're looking at children who are a bit shy? I think things have changed. Like I notice when, like if friends come over to our house with kids that are kind of holding back, um, mums don't kind of say, go and say hello to Kimberly. You know, <laughs> it doesn't seem to be that pressure. I know when I was growing up, there was kind of like, if we were at a big family gathering, like Christmas, I remember having to kind of say I think hello or good no- good night. It was like a Christmas event that was in the evening, and we had to kind of well the the kind of the thing to do was to go around and kiss everyone good night. And there was like an adolescent boy that was like, oh, get her, get her away, and like he actually like headbutted me in the nose. Oh no, <laughs> accidentally. But I think that kind of says it all. I think you shouldn't be forcing like, <laughs> too much up close personal stuff if, yeah. you're, if you're not ready. If they're not ready, don't do it. <laughs> You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Dr. Kimberly O'Brien from the Quirky Kid Clinic, and we're talking about shy kids. And Kimberly was just mentioning that, you know, if a kid's hiding behind your leg and they don't want to say hello, maybe don't force them into it. Maybe help them along the way by standing beside them, letting them know that you're not going to push them out there in, yeah. in front of everyone. Um, do you have any strategies that you could employ inside the home so when you're on the weekends and things like that when they are around you and they're comfortable with you is there anything parents can do then or is it mainly when they're out in the environment needing to overcome their shyness Mm, I think our role plays are really good so you can put them um, in a different role so rather than playing the role themselves they could be the person um, playing the role of the birthday girl and then you know what would it feel like for everyone to kind of come in slowly Um, you know so you're practicing greetings eye contact and just role playing what you do when you enter a room so you know they might say would you like a drink of water or would you do you want to come play the game? So just showing them those social cues is really important because then they know what to expect and you can do that in the safety of your home. And how about outside the home? Uh, let's talk about school for a moment. Do teachers have a role in helping shy children? Because they've got a whole class mm. to deal with. That's a good question. So like we are getting referrals for selective mutism at the clinic at Quirky Kid Um And that is something that teachers are challenged by because that's when kids just don't say anything in the class. And so sometimes there's pressure from teachers to, you know, participate, put your hand up, and they might be waiting on the child to give a response. And the research on selective mutism suggests that there shouldn't be lots of pressure from the teacher. And if there has been in the past, then the teacher should apologise and say, I really shouldn't have put pressure on you that day. I won't do that again. Um, because it's about having a trusting relationship so the child can feel safe and then speak when they're ready to speak. Um, And the same goes for just your standard shy kids in the playground. If they don't want to participate, I think observation is key, isn't it? Like just to sit back, watch, wait until you feel ready, and then 
that's the time to step in rather than feeling like there's a time limit and there's a way to do things. I think just learning your own way is the best way forward. And what about extracurricular activities? I know there was a time when, especially when my daughter first started school, surprisingly for me, apparently she didn't like to put a hand up. She didn't like to answer questions. And the teacher at the time suggested that drama might help her. Uh Are there extracurricular activities outside of daycare, outside of school that could help a shy child? Absolutely. Um, It's really good to consider small group activities. So it could be that you do tennis. It's kind of like one-on-one, lots of space, or it could be like chess club at lunchtime at school. Again, one-on-one, not so confronting. Um, When you think about with shy or withdrawn kids, they tend to have a lot of cognitive activity going on. So they're thinking a lot, they're analysing a lot, they're feeling anxious, cautious. A lot of that cognitive activity can kind of... Um, make them feel a little bit overwhelmed and so they they struggle to express themselves. So things like um, creative play or um, theatre, outdoor play, art, music can often help them to start to loosen up, express themselves and then there's less of that cognitive activity, it's just more about play and that's a great way to introduce a shy person into a social setting. Wonderful, there's lots of tips there. Kimberly. thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure, thank you. That's Dr. Kimberly O'Brien. She's the principal child psychologist at the Quirky Kid Clinic. For more information on the clinic and what she does, just click on the links in the description of this Feed Play Love episode. Feed Play Love is a babyology podcast produced by Elise Cooper and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. You can get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.